The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Whether you're experiencing loss, pain, or just need a pick-me-up from time to time, you're about to get exactly what you need. Welcome to Go For It. Your host is Joe Hausman. Today, you'll hear stories and words of hope, love, and encouragement. Get ready to laugh while you learn. Here's your host, Joe Hausman. Hello, hello. This is Joe Hosman. Thank you so much for listening to my show today on Go For It here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. I am so excited to have you back with me today and so excited that you come every week and listen to my show. I try to give always uh, hope, love, and encouragement to everybody out there. And I know I am because you guys give me such great testimonials. And now that we're heard in 18 different countries, wow, you guys... Thank you, thank you, thank you. That's all I can say. I have a wonderful guest on the line with me today. But, you know, before we bring him on, I want to talk about some different wonderful motivational quotes, but also about mindset and mindfulness. So one thing, and I think this is really going to resonate with us today, is sometimes our lives have to be completely shaken up, changed, and rearranged to relocate us to the place that we are meant to be. Isn't that the truth? So when I wrote my book, Go For It, A Woman's Guide to Perseverance, that's basically where I was. I knew I needed things to change in order for my life to change. So with my book and when it became an international bestseller on Amazon, I was like, whoa, that is, it was way more than I ever expected. But what happens is that actually took me to more and more uh, places, including this radio show, including this gentleman I'm going to be bringing on, Mr. Jeffrey Hazlett. So it's just a wonderful, wonderful thing that you can do. So what are you doing that can make you turn your life around that you can go for your dreams? So I was Googling Jeffrey, and ironically enough, Jeffrey and I only live about five miles from each other. But we didn't actually meet until we were in New York back in December. So it's really kind of ironic that way. You just never know where you're going to meet up with people. But Jeffrey has a lot of different quotes out there on the Internet. And he wrote a he wrote a, a article for Entrepreneur Magazine, I believe this is. Yes, Entrepreneur. And it's the seven quotes entrepreneurs should live by. And remember, there are times when a little motivation goes a long way. As entrepreneurs, it's easy to get discouraged when things don't immediately happen. And trust me, I think we all know that. So never, ever give up. Uh, Vince Lombardi says, winners never quit and quitters never win. And Thomas Edison, I've not failed. I've just found 10,000 ways that won't work. John Wayne, courage is being scared to death and saddling up anyways. And I like this one by Wayne Gretzky. I skate to where the puck is. Is going to be, not where it has been. And Donald Trump, as long as you're going to be thinking anyway, you might as well think big. And Henry Ford, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. And Benjamin Franklin, by failing to prepare, you are preparing to fail. I think this one resonates with me the most. Sometimes I prepare, I don't uh, prepare as much as I should. And so then sometimes things kind of go awry. So, ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce my wonderful guest, Mr. Jeffrey Hazlett. He is a primetime TV and podcast host. He is a keynote speaker. He's a best-selling author and global business celebrity. He, <clears throat> excuse me, 
He is a host of C-Suite with Jeffrey Hazlett and executive perspectives on C-Suite TV and business podcast host of All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett on CBS's on-demand radio network, Play It, Play.it. He is a global business celebrity, speaker, best-selling author, and chairman of C-Suite Network, home of the world's most trusted network of C-Suite leaders. Hazlett is a well-traveled public speaker, the author of three best-selling business books, Think Big, Act Bigger, The Rewards of Being Relentless, Running the Gauntlet, and The Mirror Test. Hazlett is one of the most compelling figures in business today and an inductee into the Speaker Hall of Fame. As a leading business expert, Hazlett is frequently cited in Forbes, Success, Mashable, Marketing Week, and Chief Executive, among many others. He shares his executive insight and commentary on television networks like Bloomberg, MSNBC, Fox Business, and C-Suite TV. Uh, Hazlett is a former Bloomberg contributing editor and primetime host and has appeared as a guest celebrity judge on NBC's Celebrity Apprentice with Donald Trump for three seasons. He's a turnaround architect of the highest order, a maverick marketer and C-suite executive who delivers scalable campaigns, embraces traditional modes of customer engagement, and possesses a remarkable cachet of mentorship, corporate governance, and brand building. Jeffrey, thank you so much and welcome to my show. Go for it here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Oh, it's nice of you. Thanks so much for having me as part of this uh, show and and to be able to talk to somebody from back home. Even though I don't get home very often, it's good to be back. Yes, and I have to tell you, I've had a couple people go, he actually lives by you? (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, only like five miles. I mean, we're a small town, but I tell you what, it's a a great place to be from. It's a great place. Uh, You know, I, I love my little place there. Uh, although it's bigger than most places, that, you know, and you got about 40, 50 acres, but in, and I, that's not much. I have more acres uh, further down the road, but I live along the river, and I, I get to see eagles, and I get to go out and you know work outside all the time. And, and although I just don't get back enough right now, I'm sitting in a in a my recording studio in New York City, where today I'll be uh, actually stepping out and going to our other television studio and filming some filming some uh, TV stuff that we've got to do. Awesome. Well, I have to tell you, we're in New York in December, and, of course, I I love New York. It's absolutely beautiful. But, Jeffrey, there was nothing better than seeing that gorgeous, gorgeous sunrise this morning. Uh, There was nothing better than that. And so I I, I agree with you. I mean, being in New York is fantastic, but being back home is awesome, too. So so tell what I'd like to start off with, Jeffrey, is tell the audience a little bit about your history and how you got to be where you're at today. I know that's probably a lot, but just tell a little bit about your history, where how you decided to be an entrepreneur and this maverick marketer that you are and how you've been able to be on all these television shows just amazes me. So tell my audience a little bit about that. Well, I, you know, I, my father was in the military, so I grew up all over the United States, uh, we transferred from place to place to place. I ended up um, living in South Dakota a couple of times, and my fondest memories when I was younger was of South Dakota. And so when my, actually my parents divorced uh, when I was in my teens, and when they did, um, after a couple of years I uh, was with my mother, I decided, look, my dad's living in South Dakota. I want to go live in South Dakota because I just I love the outdoors. I love the hunting and the fishing, and we, you know, I love the Black Hills. And now I've come to love every part of South Dakota. So I, I you know, I went there and then graduated from high school. I went to Augustana College in Sioux Falls, small little Lutheran school. Got there by, by, by accident. But although it was, I was very active in politics in high school and 
um, worked with campaigns and did, you know, boy state and all the stuff that you do when you're growing up. And, and I got to know a lot of, uh, young people at boy state where we were all active in politics and it was, um, we all ended up going to Augustana college, like the top eight officers at that time. And so it just was kind of a fluke that we all ended up there, but that's, but those people went on to become, you know, U.S. court judges, uh, run for Senate, run presidential campaigns uh, in the legislature. You know, so it was it was kind of interesting that we all took that that course, and we ended up at Augie um, in terms of our, our lives. And so I met my wife, who was from Beersburg, and we ended up um, deciding to you know raise our family in Sioux Falls, even though I went off and you know started businesses and. And and we started and started or sold over 250 businesses in my career, uh, mostly buying businesses. But I did start a number of them. Like I like starting businesses. I like mm-hmm. getting stuff and building stuff and growing it. So and then that led me on to becoming a Fortune 100 uh, C-level officer as part of some acquisitions and uh, some sales of some companies I did. And then um, went to work for a company called Eastman Kodak and was there for 2006 to 2010, and then right after the, you know, recession, I, I said it's time for me to go off and do my own stuff again, and, and I started uh, doing the television. Um, and you ask how I do television, well, geez, with a face like this, uh, you know, it's eye kid. so you have to do it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Well, you have to do TV. I mean, that, and that's just part of your persona, and with your personality, too, you're very good at it. Well, I appreciate that. You know, I, I'm. It's it's hard to to be kind of a South Dakotan and then and then kind of be a New Yorker at the same time because you know I have this bold and brass kind of thing, which doesn't always fit into South Dakota. South Dakota were kind of a little bit more Lutheran, more reserved, a little bit more laid back. So, um, you know, I, I love I love it when I'm home because I get to be Tammy Hazel's husband. Um, you know, active in our church and everything else that we do, and now I'm a grandfather. And, which is kind of nice, but then when I'm in New York, I get to be I get to be the other side of me, which is mm-hmm. you know that uh, it's almost kind of like dressing up or going to costume parties, you know. You know, I totally understand. In, yeah, you get one foot in the wild and one foot in the reserved. So, it, which I think is a good example of what you need in life. Anyway, it's a little balance in the way in which you approach things. Um, well, so now I'm building I'm building what's called the C-suite network, which is the most trusted network for C-suite executives. And we're building C-Suite Advisor, C-Suite TV, C-Suite Radio. Um, so we're building an entire platform and franchise around the C-Suite. Cool. Well, I tell you what, that and that's how I got to know you from there. But you're right, because, you know, Augustana is now a university, but it really is a highly respected university around the area. And so I think that's really neat. So are you still friends with those uh, gentlemen that you, or those people you went to college with? Oh, absolutely. You know, most of them are on the other side of the aisle, so that was okay, too. So, which mm-hmm. kind of, um, you know, all of those things that lead up to socialization, things that you do when you're younger lead up to, you know, making who you are. And, and you know, we used to sit around and debate things like Federalist Papers and debate, you know, uh, Republicans versus Democrats and who's running for the Senate. And, by the way, half of us ran back in 1980. This is many, many years ago. You know, half ran the Jim Abner campaign, and I helped run the George McGovern campaign. And they were successful in that campaign, and my team lost. But you know, we 
but we we're still very good friends. It's it's kind of fun to have, you know, to be on the other side of the aisle, people like that, to have debates and cause tension, and and yet still be great friends. And I'm like that, you know. I I enjoy a good debate. I enjoy having a conversation with people where we take opposite views. You know, I sit down. You know, just yesterday I went to, or, or the other day I went to uh, the Waldorf Astoria. They're about to close that hotel, and I wanted to uh, go to the brunch one final time because it's a very world famous uh, mm-hmm. hotel, world famous brunch. And so my wife and family, um, my daughter and her boyfriend went, and, and we were having a good debate at the, at the deal. And I didn't have a an opposite opinion of that. I just took the opposite opinion and. And my daughter and I debated it, and we had a great time. I love doing that. That's so much fun. Mm-hmm. I do that a lot, actually, and I don't know if you know this, but I sit on the city council here, and I've also run for a uh, state house of representatives. And so it really is, uh, it's a great experience, but it also opens up, like for me, it opened up my mind, because before then I wasn't really involved with politics. My family was. Not that nobody ever ran, but I remember sitting around the table and exactly that, you know, the Republicans were, you know, discussing things with the Democrats and back and forth. And so I grew up with that. And plus, I also grew up uh, not too far from the governor's mansion for the first few years of my life. So I really enjoy that. I don't know if you call it bantering, maybe bantering, but maybe heavy discussions back and forth between the two political parties. And so I I like to be a forefront and I like to be out in um being able to make decisions for the betterment of the people. Yeah, well, and even in business, I mean, healthy debate's good. So you debate about whether or not we're really delivering quality service, whether or not we're really delivering uh, quality products, whether or not we're meeting the, the needs and expectations of customers. I think as all those things become real critical when we look at business, and, and it's a way for us, and I actually I wrote my very first book was, was called the mirror test, which is all about looking in the mirror and asking yourself some really hard questions. Because I don't think a lot of us spend enough time, you know, truly being transparent in, in a manner that a mirror allows you to be. And and so to be able to ask yourself certain kinds of questions about what you want to be, am I doing it, am I not doing it, I think it, it gives you a real clear picture and, and, a, and a much better stand. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure, because if you don't take a good hard look in the mirror, you're never going to be what you want to be in life. And sometimes we have to take a step back and able to move forward. And so I think you were right on. You have to be transparent with yourself and you have to be transparent with others around you that you, you know, you want to move in a certain direction and that's what you have to be. So what uh, we only have like three minutes until break, but what talk about C-Suite Network. I'm excited about that and what you guys are doing with that. And well, how did C-suite that all come about? Yeah. yeah, the C-Suite Network's aimed at business leaders who are VP and above uh, in companies greater than $5 million. And mm-hmm. the reason we cut off that level is there's 28 million businesses in North America. Roughly 25 million of them are less than $5 million. So that only leaves 3 million businesses. But that 3 million businesses represents roughly 95% of all the spend. So we basically said, look, what we're going to do is go focus on those leaders that are creating most of the wealth, most of the business in the world. Not that, you know, smaller companies don't, but we appreciate them. But when you get to a certain size um, and scope, you need certain types of, of services, information, and and support that you don't normally get when you're a smaller business. And so we decided to focus in on that, and that's what we're doing. So we created the C-Suite Network. 
which is for all C-suite executives, VP or above, presidents, chief financial officers, VP of finances, you know, marketing executives, and, and, and everyone to be able to come together and have a private place where they can have and share information. So, and then we feed information to them in, in, in form of content, articles from our advisors, uh, television shows from our creators, and podcasts um, and shows much like this. Where we have um, we, where we have great interviews, uh, so that they can gain the information to be the most strategic, not the smartest. Okay, because mm-hmm. we, we're mm-hmm. not the smartest people in the room, but we need to be the most strategic. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Because I always like to be with people who are bigger, bolder, and brighter than I am. But I also want to hear their strategic strategies instead of always um, preaching, uh, maybe preaching down to me or preaching down to other people. But the people, you know, if they're willing to listen to you, that means they want to help you. And so I think that is just a great, great uh, example of what how great you guys are doing the C-suite network. And is, is it based all out of New York then? No, well, I mean, our organization's in, in New York, but we also have offices in L.A., San Francisco, and in Sioux Falls, right? In Sioux Falls, our Entire back office of our operations in Sioux Falls. I know, I know. It's great. Uh, it's love. I love to have local people and local things. Like I said, I had a couple of people ask me. Uh, they couldn't believe you're from this area. I'm like, well, of course. Why not? People, you know, South Dakota yeah. people. I mean, we're just we're fantastic, and we go places, and that's the way it is. But well, you're right. We're also, yeah, we're also we, laid you know, back we're, too. We're, so, I mean, we we take little rocks and make Mount Rushmore out of them. So there that's you go. right. That's right, exactly. Hey, and ladies and gentlemen, if you have any questions for the show, give us a call at one 346 9141 Love to hear your questions this morning, or give me a shout-out at joe at joehosman.com. And also, or um, I know some people have my phone number, give me a text as well. I would love to be able to hear them. I uh, would love to be able to get those on the air for you today. So, uh, again, my website is www.johosman.com and so Jeffrey when we come back after break we'll talk more about the C-Suite Network maybe a little bit more about how we met and then take it from there but we will be right back after break It's your world Motivate Change Succeed VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Do you or somebody you love have a struggle with abuse? You don't need to be a slave to your abuse anymore. Listen for Beyond Abuse, Beyond Therapy, Beyond Anything with Dr. Lisa Cooney. Dr. Lisa overcame struggles in her own life. Two decades of sexual, emotional, and physical abuse nearly took their toll. In her 20s, she turned her life around and set upon a path to help others. She can help you find the key to take control of your life, too. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. When you see someone, are you seeing the person or the perception? We see labels such as fat, thin, black, white, rich, poor, but we don't always see the true identity. Listen for New Dimensions with Reverend Nicholas Barrett. On this program, we'll embrace the breaking down of societal paradigms, our norms, and acceptance of our false selves. You can find your identity the way that God intended. Forget all the labels that you think you see. Tune in every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. You are 
are listening to Go For It. To reach Joe Hausman with a comment or question about the show, please send an email to joe at joehausman.com. That's J-O at joehausman.com. Now back to Go For It. Welcome back to Go For It, my show here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. I am your host, Joe Hosman. Thank you so much for listening today, and thank you so much for being my guest here, uh, Jeffrey. And I'm so appreciative of you taking your time out of your busy schedule to help my listeners also. Um, we're going to talk also more about marketing, mar- maverick marketing, because I like that terminology. But before that, <clears throat> the C-Suite Network, <clears throat> excuse me. The C-Suite Network has different variables to it. So it has C-Suite Radio, has C-Suite TV, has C-Suite Book Club. So, Jeffrey, tell the audience a little bit more about that and if they're interested, how they can become uh, part of it. Well, I mean, the radio is really podcast. So we've got we've had about five shows, I believe, over the last couple of years. I apologize for not knowing the exact. I'm always not the best person when it comes to real numbers. Mm-hmm. Um and we've we've been doing that for with my show. I have a, sh- a podcast called All Business, whichever is it, which is on the CBS and Play platform, as well as on and what you're finding, as well as other platforms such as um, C Suite Radio. And what you're finding is you go to where the people are, and, and more and more executives or creators of content are going to where the people are because that's where they're at. So rather than you know build a baseball field and hope they show up. In the middle of Iowa, you, you go to where the food is. You go to where the people are. So so we're creating, uh, we've got this great community of hundreds of thousands of executives who have opted in to, you know, take, it, take in our content. And so we've created things like our C3 Radio. And so we'll have, um, beginning on in early February, well over uh, 30 new podcasts. And we'll ramp that up to about 100 this year alone. And um, they're all aimed at business, so it's all business podcasts. So why is that? Because that's that's who we represent. Now there'll be some lifestyle, uh, some health, and some you know some things that are concerns to executives, but yet all aimed at business executives. And so that's C Suite Radio TV is a digital TV platform. I had a primetime television show on on Bloomberg, the number one uh, primetime business show. Um, on in business um, for um, for not only Bloomberg but against Fox or MSNBC or CNBC and and um, I about the third show in I started seeing more people watch me online so I decided to turn it into a digital show and turn our platform take it at what's called OTT and so we've developed now about fifteen television shows that now are on that network and of course we're. Um, you can go find us online at csuitetv.com, or you can go find us on Apple or Roku or Amazon mm-hmm. Fire, and, and soon to be in in all smart televisions that are being produced around the world. So mm-hmm. those are the you know so so it's just a different way of being able to provide you know content and really go to where the people are. Because when was the last time, Joe, you rushed home to watch a television show? Oh, gosh, never, actually. Although I did watch the Tom Brokaw special the other night. I did. Wa- I wanted to watch that, so that was good. Yeah. But that's, pro- that's well, been did, about the I, only one in a long time. Great to see Tom. Yeah, Tom is uh, he's a great broadcaster and, of course, you know, a wonderful South Dakotan, as mm-hmm. we know. And um, he lives in New York, and I get to see him from time to time here. But, it, you know, uh, but I taped it, you know, or, or VCR'd it or digital, digital recorded it, whatever you want to call it. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, that's what most people do today. And so 
and then we watch them at our leisure, you know, either on their sets or uh, most people on their mobile devices of some kind or tablets. So, and that's what I do today too. So, um, you know, I'm a, I, even though I'm uh, a little bit older than a millennial, I'm a millennial at heart. And so uh, behaviors are changing the way in which we consume content. And so what we've done at C-Suite Network is is figure out, you know, how our executives consume that content, and then we help feed it to them. Just like, a, you know, like going to a great restaurant. If I were to go to the Brandon Steakhouse there in, in, in Brandon, um, which is probably not the best steakhouse, but it's not bad. You know, it's just Brandon. But uh-huh. if I were to go to a great restaurant and they know what I like, they... They set my drink down when I sit down. Mm-hmm. And, and that's really what we do at the C-Suite Network is to anticipate the things that you need and what you want and then to, to be there so you can continue to be the most strategic person in the room. The, the, you know, again, your time is your money. And so, um, you know, to, to sit down, whether you're an entrepreneur at a small company or, or a large company, you know, time is money. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Time is money. And the thing that, and I was doing some reviewing too, but, you know, three mistakes that's going to kill your company too is, you know, spreading yourself too thin. So when you say time is money, that's true. And you don't want to spread yourself too thin. And you want to be able to get the best, uh, the best um, marketing for your buck and everything else. And so, like I said, the C-suite network, even though I'm pretty new to it, I am really excited about it, and I'm excited to be part of it, and I'm excited just from the connections I made back in December when we're at the seminar out there in New York, just the connections I made there, even with some local people and some people from afar, really, uh, really has set myself on fire for doing more, wanting more, and being more in my business. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that you mentioned in December, we pulled together a group of people. We thought, we we had about three weeks before we we did this event. So right around, right before Thanksgiving, I said, you know, we really need to start to accelerate advisors. That is, having access to the people who are the most trusted advisors to the C-suite and giving them access to our network and being able to pull this great content from those great people like yourself. And so what we decided to do was to move that up and we said, okay, first week of December, we're going to have a meeting in New York and we're going to invite um, you know, hopefully we'll have 50, 60 people show up. So mm-hmm. we invited 200. We identified 200 by, you know, we, we go through a calling process or a, a selection process of saying, is this person C-suite worthy? And and we decided on these roughly 200 people. We invited them and thinking 50 or 60 would show up with three weeks notice and 147 said they'd show. Oh my gosh. You know, uh, <laughs> that was awesome. Bad problem. <laughs> Yeah, good problem, bad problem. And, and 143 end up showing up, and, and now we have 115 in the network. And so, um, and and really what we're doing is creating a, uh, an advisor's group of people, thought leaders, authors, trainers, coaches, um, consultants of all kinds, uh, big to to small, intimate to, to scale, um, mm-hmm. where uh, we can put them and pair them together with the needs of the C-suite and, and so we're doing that in a number of different categories, and we're launching that in mid-February. And, and in fact, just yesterday, you know, we have a again a private network inside the C-suite network for that group, and then we have a public a public site known as the C-suite Advisors, C-suite Advisors.com. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I have to tell you something exciting, too. When I came out there, I was on a media tour. And so just a couple of days before that, I was in Omaha, and I was on their ABC affiliate doing a segment for my book, Go For It, A Woman's Guide to Perseverance. And so I and I was actually able to be on there for a 27-minute segment, which is unheard of, usually, in um, an ABC or CBS or NBC affiliate. So I, I belong to a private Facebook group for the authors who we've used the same publisher. And when I got out to New York to your uh, seminar, this gentleman walks up to me and I thought, gosh, you sure look familiar. And he looks to me, he goes, oh my gosh, are you Joe Hosman? I'm like, yeah. And he goes, well, I'm so-and-so and we're in the same um, author group together. And I just saw you on the Omaha affiliate. And I'm like, wow. I mean, just the small things, you just never know who you're going to run into. And just, you never know from networking and how I think of it as networking is your fastest path fastest path to cash the more people you know the more um income you're going to get but also the more networking and just bringing in more and more people into your network and also i always say i like to help other people find their networks and so in turn that comes back and finds my network so it really was and him and i have out you know have connected since then and just talked about our books and how he's going and i'm really excited to see his success as well as he is with mine and all the authors of course but it really you just never know where you're going to run into people and then i also ran into somebody um, from south dakota there at the seminar that you know, you would think we'd run into locally, but you don't until you're out and about doing other things. So the more you can expand your horizons, the more you can expand your networks, the more people you're going to meet and the more income you're going to make. Exactly right. Well, and you find that, you know, at, at a high level, it's a very small world. I mean, you know, I was a, a Fortune 100 officer. When you think of that, there's five officers in each company that's only 500 people in the world that are like you. In fact, if you expand it even larger to say the Fortune 1000, um, that's only 5,000 people who are officers of those companies typically on just a you know, limited level. But there are more people playing professional football than there are um, at a Fortune 1000 leadership position. So mm-hmm. when you think of that, it's a very small world, small community. And so the people that are serving that, you know, the lead of the elite. So those advisors, you know, C-suite advisors that we have selected to be a part of it are, you know, really are very trusted and a very elite group of people. And so, um, one, it's a pleasure to have you in there and, and to have all these others as well. But you, you find that the world is a lot smaller very quickly. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm constantly getting um, questions about our new president because he happens to be a good friend of mine. And, and and know his family and, and, and have interacted with him on business, obviously, on Celebrity Apprentice. And so you, you find that, you know, um, the connections at the C-suite especially are fairly, you know, intertwined and, and a lot smaller than what you think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens is the the more you network, the smaller, the smaller your world becomes almost because of, you know, it's we're all – we're all, uh, how's that saying go? We're all connected by somewhere, somehow. So I, yeah. I truly believe that too, because it's the more, I mean, I've been halfway, well, as in New York, you know, I was out there and I've been, I've been all over the country and I always run into somebody that I know or somebody that 
I know who knows some, you know, that we know the same people. So it, it all is about that. And I'm really excited to be part of the C-Suite Network. It's, um, I've met some awesome people, made some awesome connections, and I hope to get a lot of them on my radio show as well, except for, uh, ironically, I'm really booked out for the show for months on end, but uh, I hope to get some of them on the show with me in the future. You got it. Well, tell Trump will have to wait. Yeah, Trump can wait. Yeah, he can wait a lot. <laughs> Yeah, we won't even get into that, Jeffrey. <laughs> exactly, so, exactly. So what is, um, so right now, tell the audience, what what's your greatest joy right now? Business, family, what is your greatest joy? Um, well, it's all the things. I mean, I don't think you can have just one, um, but one, because I don't have to, and two, because I'm selfish, and, mm-hmm. and three, because you, you just can't, and I like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's in my office. They have a slogan. Everybody's asked me, why do I have an office in Sioux Falls, South Dakota? And I have to say, because of Keith. Exactly. And, um, yeah. Exactly. So when, if I look at it on the business, I mean, I'm really excited in, in what we're building and how we're doing it, which I've just talked about. And then on the on the personal side, you know, we've got a grandchild uh, now, grandbaby, and we've got a, a new grandbaby on the way. And so, you know, it's my family and watching my children be so successful and then, and then just, and just being a grandfather and doing the stuff I get to do there and, um, you know, so, uh, it, and then, you know, if it's just being outdoors, I love to be outdoors and just working out that, doing that. And, you know, it's all those little things that, quite frankly, to me, are the joys in life. And it, it's not necessarily, it's working hard. It's, it's uh, you know, I, I like to work hard. And someone said, well, you know, it's, it's called hard work because it's freaking hard. So, I, mm-hmm. but I enjoy that because I, I just think that that just gives you something that much, that much back. So, um but my real joys are, are my family and and then building the business. And I, outside of that, I don't do too much else because <laughs> that's where I'm having so much fun. Well, and you're too busy almost. I mean, and the thing is, once you do something that you love, you'll never work another day in your life. And and I've said this repeatedly on my show, and I'm going to keep saying it. I absolutely, absolutely, positively love, love, love this radio show. I love my guests. I love uh, learning from them and how they empower my uh, my audience. And like I said, and now it's heard in um, many, many different countries, 18 different countries as of today. I just started this back in July. So, and... And, and great guests like you, Jeffrey, and just just the wonderful people I've met from that. So it really is uh, it's something that if you believe in it, you can achieve it. And Jeffrey's a prime yeah. example of it. You know, it's all about you know I, some you know we have crap that's happened in our past. We all have. You know, it's just crap. Just let it go, so you can move on yeah. to bigger and better and bolder things. And I say that all the well, time, and yeah, I'm a true believer and, of it. And you will end up having more crap in the future too. Trust me, I always yeah always yeah do. always. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter which yeah. which way you go. There's going to be crap, and so you just got to deal with it and move on. And so the negative thinkers, I really. I really try to put those into a different category and I try not to even relate to them because I can't relate negatively. You know, I have to think positively. I have to move positively. I have to keep moving in the right direction. And so moving in with your group is really helping me in the right direction and moving me into a greater space that I've wanted to be in a long time. And I, I mean, it's it's just been one um, one goal of mine, and so I'm very thankful. I, just ironically, I just happened to get an email, you know, from you guys last fall, and lo and behold, here we are. So it really is, and I will tell you, Jeffrey, 
after I wrote my book, people told me you should get in contact with Jeffrey Hazlett. And I'm like, Oh, why? I, yeah, I didn't really know. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, and, and, you know, and who's who Jeffrey Hazlett? Yeah. Like, yeah. And I, I, yeah. I, but that was how small my world was at that time. And even though I know people from, you know, all around the globe I, and I'm like, Oh my gosh, he's right in my backyard. And here, didn't even, I mean, I heard about you, but I wasn't really sure. So, I mean, I did my investigation like I do. And so, yeah, here we are. And so, it's great. It's fantastic. And I think it's, I don't know, I think it's great. So, uh, I just had a text from a friend of mine says she loves the show, by the way. It it is awesome. And and to be able to to know that you can do things just because you can do them. And I think Mm -hmm. that's the message I have most people take away is that, is that no matter, you know, how big you think you are, there's always something bigger. Mm-hmm. And, and so sometimes we don't open our eyes to opportunities. And so one of the things I think is important for most executives to think about is to go into this uh, with a sense of awareness, that I'm not aware of what I'm aware of. And if you can do that, then that opens you up. And I think that's the key job of, of C-suite executives is to, one, think strategically, and then two, to be open to new things in ways that you didn't know they were before. And if you can lead by example in that manner, then you can have some great breakthroughs, not only for you personally, but for the entire company. And I think those are things that you that, that are just good for you to kind of keep in mind as you're, you're going about your day every day. And if, and if you can be that catalyst for change and be that catalyst for driving new ways of doing things, because it's hard uh, to change, you know. But at the same time, we're at a point in our businesses, we're at a point in our in our country, we're at a point in, in the world where we need to change. It's called adapt, change, or we die, because mm-hmm. the world has changed. And, and it's, it's it, you know, it's always, you know, like when you go 200 years ago, it's changed. You know, it's, it's continually in change. But yet we like to think of locking it in. I mean, I used to own a, a print shop there in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And I would love it to when we, we lock the systems down in the process. But you can't do that because every day you need to improve on what you did the day before. Mm-hmm. And whether it's just being a little bit faster or adding an extra dollar to the till, um, you need to improve. Um, or, you know, giving that little bit of extra customer service or customer care. So uh, I think it's important for business leaders to be able to to step in and make that happen. Mm-hmm. Well, and for me, like I'm a, and we have two minutes until break, but we have, I'm a solo entrepreneur. So, and a lot of times I work from home or I go out and, you know, I travel across the country as well. But a lot of times just working from home and not having like a network, you know, around me, that's why it's so great to have, the C-suite, you know, and so you can bounce ideas off of each other and you can, uh, you can just, um, get ideas from them as well because you really have to, um, expand your mind, expand your horizons, expand your brand. And by doing that, you know, getting in with the different networks, that's what's so great about the C-suite. And it's just, and I'm excited. Like I said, I've met some wonderful people. But, Jeffrey, we're about at break. And so if anybody has any questions for the show, give us a call at 1-888-346-9141 or give me a shout at joe at joehosman.com. And, Jeffrey, we'll be right back after break. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. 
Are you in your own driver's seat? Tune in to a program that will get you there based on what others have managed to do through challenges in their lives and how they persevered. Tune in to The Real Deal with Danielle Delaney. On our show, we use real issues and experts to help you reclaim your life. Danielle and her guests are here to steer you in the right direction. Make sure that you are here every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's time to harness your power. The compassionate life is about just that. There are so many human beings who have made a name for themselves by being humanitarians. They have become individuals who are known for being selfless, kind, and compassionate. Host Dr. Brittany King is also one of these humanitarians. Each week she shares stories of kindness that she has experienced throughout the world, both as a contributor and recipient of these acts of love and kindness. Listen every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. listening to go for it to reach joe hausman with a comment or question about the show please send an email to joe at joehausman.com that's j-o at joehausman.com now back to go for it welcome back to go for it my show here on the voice america empowerment channel i am your host joe hausman have a fantastic guest with me today jeffrey hazlett he is just an all-around awesome guy. He is a maverick marketer. And I think we're going to talk about that a little bit this segment because we haven't really talked, you know, really talked about that yet. I love that terminology. And so, Jeffrey, when you talk about maverick marketing, how did you come up with that? And then also, tell me a little bit more about that. Well, yeah, it, it's it's just something everybody should be doing all the time. It gets back to as we were talking about the earlier segment block of time, where, where you change, adapt, or die. You know, look, I, I'm from a place like you where most people only know as a spot on the map. Even then, uh, we're a flyover state. And yet, mm-hmm. I've gone on to run some of the biggest companies in the world or be involved with some of the biggest business campaigns in the world. And, and it was because I realized there's no difference between a business in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and one on Wall Street. There's no difference between a small business on Main Street and one on Wall Street, meaning the only difference is the numbers of zeros. But yet we go at it with some kind of awe. We look at it as though it's oh, this big impossibility. And when I've gotten in these bigger companies, and even in small companies, but more so even in bigger companies, well, we can't do that because of the budget. We can't do that because of the way we do it. We can't do it. You know, it's, it's all bullshit. And so... What I try to do is just to say, why not? You know, and, and, and I mean, it's a very simple statement. I mean, it's nothing that's so revolutionary other mm-hmm. than the fact that we're not going to do the things that we did it the way that we did it before. We're going to do mm-hmm. it better. We're going to do it bigger. And so my last book was called Think Big, Act Bigger, The Rewards of Being Relentless. And it takes people who are relentless because it's not the lucky who win. It's those people who do it day in and day out mm-hmm. and never give up. And so, and so what I do is try to get people to think like that so that we can go beyond what we've been doing in the past. So you can call it maverick, or you can just call it being a pain in the rear end, you know. Mm-hmm. But that's what I used to do when I, like so when I got into Kodak. And, you know, they weren't thinking uh, in, in different innovative ways because they get into this, you know, we're not as good as we used to be. When, you know, if you think your best days are behind you, you've already lost. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. You know, I, I, exactly. I look like I used to when I was twenty. 
I look better. <laughs> you know, it's a mindset, you know. And and that's what you have to do as a as a maverick marketer. That's what you have to do as a great leader is 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 to be visionary and then strive and sometimes be a little irrational, be a little pig headed. And and say, you know, like my team and even in Sioux Falls or it's up or New York here, they'll say it's cold in the office, I'll say, Hey, work harder and you'll warm up. You know, mm-hmm. and, and, and and it's not for me being mean. It just means, hey, come on, let's get into this. Let's have some fun with it. Let's just do it, and mm-hmm. and, and make fun of make fun of corporate, make fun of the, the the establishment, make fun of the way in which you know the guys say we can't do it because of the rules. Ah, let's make new rules. You know, mm-hmm. and and, mm-hmm. and 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 that's really what that's about is to say, look, you know. You can't look at direct mail like you used to. You can't look at TV advertising like you do because people don't watch TV like you used to. So, so, so there's a thing called you know social media. Well, I've sold hundreds of millions of dollars of products on Facebook and on Twitter, mm-hmm. and 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 not by selling, but by engaging and and changing the way the conversation. And rather than complain and bitch and moan about it, get into it, step into it, and that's what mm-hmm. this is about. Mm-hmm. I love that, Jeffrey. That's I cannot stand negative people. Negative people absolutely positively drive me crazy. And so it's like if, if they say I can't do that, I'm like, no, 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 no. That, we don't say that. We say, how can we do that? Let's turn that into a positive. How can we do that? How can we make this happen? You know, yeah, people say all the time, oh, I don't have enough money. Well, come on. You know, you can always go make more money. Money's out there to be made. So go make well, or, it. Or it's a matter of priorities. I mean, so give me yeah. an example. I mean, you know, my own team, I said, look, we need to do this, and I need you to hit this kind of target. Go back and build, go build a plan and tell me how we're going to do that. And they came back, and it was half of what we I said I needed. And they, I said, why would you do that? And they go, well, based on the budget. I said, who gave you a budget? I asked you to build me a plan. It's up to me to decide what the priorities are. Okay, mm-hmm. so he, 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 let's just say you don't have enough money. I get that. All right, but you can go make more, and that's one way. Or two, you can reset the priorities of how we're going to spend the money, mm-hmm. because this is where we've got to go. So you can you can shift and start to look at it differently, and it and that's the and that's what I'm trying to get people to do is look at it differently, and saying we're going to do it. So it's a matter of how we get there. Now let's figure out how we get there. If that's not true, what we've said is our condition of satisfaction, meaning whatever it is for for condition of satisfaction with our spouse, with our children, uh, with our education, with you know our quality of life, or mm-hmm. in the business itself. If we said that that's indeed the objective that we're going to hit, our condition of satisfaction, mutual conditions of satisfaction, our promise. This is our promise. This is where we're going. Then, then reconfigure your priorities to get there. It's you know, that's right. I, I don't want to make it difficult. It's really that simple. I know. I love it. I love it. Hey, and you know what? We have a caller on the line. So Troy Hello. from Nebraska. Yeah, I know. Troy from Nebraska is on the line, and he has a he has a question for us today. Troy, are you there? I am. All right. Perfect. Go ahead with hey, your question. Jeffrey, how are you? I'm wonderful, man. Good, good, good. Joe, wonderful show. Hey, I've been listening Thanks. to your show. <clears throat> I have concerns. I'm recently thinking about, I've already asked my own uh, LLC, and I'm, I'm probably going to be going back into negotiations with the company that I sell buildings for. Um, and with the political unrest that's going on right now, I want your opinion. Is a person better off to stick right where they're at right now and to see how this thing plays out? Or you know, what, what would you do? You know, I've, I've got the experience 18 years in the business. 
I'm in the building business in the Midwest. And um, I'm just kind of curious right now. I've got a little bit of cold feet about going on my own because of the political unrest of the country. What's your opinion? I, there's always unrest, my friend. And it, during it, we're in one of the biggest revolutions of our time as part of this digital revolution. It's been going on for a long time. If you look back from the political unrest from the time of Clinton all the way up through today, it's been a progression of that. I Look, great companies, you know, even in the biggest, darkest times of the recession, 2008, were there good companies making lots of huge amounts of money? The answer is yes. And even in political arrest, are there companies that are going to, I mean, this country is not going to have a revolution. It's not going to change overnight. There's checks and balances that are going to occur, you know, but there's still great opportunities for great businesses. If you have a great business with great service, providing, you know, exceptional quality um, customer service, meeting the needs of a, of, of a customer, will you do good? The answer is yes. So if, if you okay. can meet those and do those, then go do it, by all means. Yeah. I have no qualms whatsoever starting new businesses right now. Because while mm-hmm. everybody else is worried about whether or not it's going to work, I'll be pocketing millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I appreciate yeah. that. Because right now, you know, I've been uh, going into the thought of negotiations and do I or don't I? Do I or don't I? Or do I just hold still and make sure I hold my ground to keep what I want? Or do I take a chance and, and make that leap? And, and, and right now, I just, you know, because the, the Midwestern, you know, I deal with the ag market is extremely tight. And with, uh, um, with everything that's going on right now, I didn't know what you, what you saw for, you know, the Midwest economy, what you, what you foresee, what, what you're, well, you know, the, what you're. The good news about Nebraska, Iowa, South Dakota, we don't go up heavy and we don't go down heavy. Mm-hmm. So we're steady. Okay. So it's, it's always tight. You know why? Because we're mostly Lutherans and Catholics that settled from Scandinavian countries and we're tight with our money. And that's just always the way it's been. You know? That's too true. And, that's too true. Yeah, it is. It is. And, and, and because of that, you know, things don't change drastically, which is a good thing, too. But some of the best business economies in the country are located right there in the Midwest. And mm-hmm. I don't know exactly where you're at, but, like, in, you know, Joe and I are from the Sioux Falls area. And it yeah. just steadily increases and steadily increases because we march and we march on. And, and mm-hmm. we kind of ignore all the noise that's going outside. So if you've got a great product, great business, I think you said you're in the building trade business. I think the building industry is going to be pretty big. I think you know, housing is going to be pretty big. Um, I, I think there's always a great, great need for great construction companies and good, and good you know, builders and contractors uh, because everybody says that they're the one that they know sucks so bad. So... So it just depends on what you're doing and how you're doing. If you provide a great service and a great value, then you're going to have a great business. Yeah, I'm not too far from Sioux Falls. I'm about 110 miles south there, just west of Sioux City, Iowa. So we're just out. Well, I'm that, kind of that, in the corner between true. Yankton and Sioux City and, and Sioux Falls. So. Yeah. Well, you're just you're, you're your neighbor is what we call. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and let me All interject right. this as well. Hey, well, I really back. appreciate your information. I really enjoy listening to your show. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Joe. All right, hey, thanks, well, Troy. And let me just, friend. yeah, oh, right, go ahead, yeah, good luck, much. yep. But when I started my, I started a virtual system business back in 2005, okay, and it was going pretty good, but when the recession hit, it went fantastic because then people didn't want to employ a full-time person anymore, and so they came to me, and I ended up having a whole bunch of virtual assistants underneath me, and it was 
the greatest time for me ever as a small business owner because I was able to employ other people and then the I was doing joint ventures left and right. I had, you know, I had business coming at me left and right. And it, so 2008, 2009 was actually some of my best years as a virtual assistant. So if you're going to start I a always, business. I, 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 when it's bad, you know, good people thrive. That's right. That's right. Exactly. And so it just, it doesn't matter what time of year or what, you know, what's going on in the world. I always think people should start a business and Troy should start a business. If he's so good, you know, he's good in the building business. He should start a business well, because I just think it's, though, you know, Troy, if you're still listening, I want you to be real clear about your conditions of satisfaction. What are you doing it for the reasons and why are you doing it? And then how long are you willing to go without a salary? How long are you will put what kind of investment in? Because, you know, it, it doesn't start making money from there. are a few of us that have been able to do, you know, occasionally. I've had businesses that within the second month I was making money. But you don't always get that. So I want you to plan for the worst. I want you to plan for the best. And it'll be in there somewhere in between. But but understand what your condition of satisfaction are. And, and, and a lot of people don't go into it with that. If you're going to have partners, ask the hard questions. What happens if you break up? What happens if you... One of you dies, all those kinds of things. I want you to be realistic about it because if you're realistic about it, you'll do a lot better. And then you won't really have as many surprises either at the end. Exactly. As long as, you know, you're, you're, um, you're planning to, you know, you're getting it planned out. And so you won't fail at the, well, you can always still fail, but at least you have a plan in place. And that's what really matters. You got it. Oh, Jeffrey, thank you. This has been such a phenomenal show. Uh, and I just got a text, too. It says, it is our business to be positive, you know? And so she said, this show is just so positive. And she goes, I really appreciate it. So that's from Linda in Iowa. So that is fantastic. Jeffrey, I am just so blessed to have you on my show today. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. And then what I always ask my guests is if people didn't hear anything else we said, is there any parting words you'd like to leave with my guest today? You know, come listen to me, too. So when you're not listening to Joey, come to All Business. Uh, with Jeffrey Hazen. I'm on CBS and Play That It. We're the number one business podcast in the world. Uh, you know, over a million listeners, and we're just doing the, we're doing a great bang up job. We got great sponsors like Duncan and Toomey and Glenfiddich Scotch and and Liberty Tax. So you come on over and listen to us uh, once a week on the podcast. And what days are you on, Jeffrey? I, we usually come out on Thursdays, but you can. Thursdays, you know, we okay. have over I have over a hundred episodes under my belt now, and. Uh, you can listen to me interview Gene Simmons or Kevin Jonas, the rock star, or Pierce Morgan, uh, that, that crazy Brit, or General <laughs> Wesley Clark, or Steve Forbes, and the guy that's growing crickets to make flour, the guy that's growing pot to, to help people. I mean, and whether or not you believe those businesses are good, but we tackle all things on all business. Perfect. Well, go ahead and listen to his show over there at All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. As always, thank you so much, and thank you for being part of my show, and thank you for listening. I, I so appreciate all of you, and always remember, you are stronger than what you give yourself credit for. So go out and be great today and be great always. And remember, at joehosman.com, I also offer coaching for people who want to start a virtual assistant business. So go ahead there and check it out, and ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back with you next week. Go forth, and God bless. Thank you. 
Thank you for listening to Go For It. Be sure to come back next Tuesday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time and 9 a.m. Eastern Time for another edition with your host, Joe Hausman, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great day and an even better week.